So now we cut to him checking with his doctor about that demon attack, right? He's like, hey, doc, I was attacked by a demon. And he's like, have you heard of have you heard of the PTSD? <laughs> Mr. I Taylor. love this doctor because he's the only real doctor that this guy will see through the movie. And he's like, look, I don't want to label you. So I'm just going to spin my finger by my ear for a second. <laughs> you see how I'm sort of waving it in a circle next to my temple? <laughs> now I'm pointing at you. God awful movie. Movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, because if all your decisions are rational, they can predict your moves. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. So, uh, you know who everyone should have voted for in the 2016 general election? <laughs> Hillary Clinton! You monsters! What? They're fixing it today. They're fixing it right now. They're standing in a line, speak, listening to us. They're it. listening to the show while they're waiting to vote. And sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Fantastic, Noah. Slept in. Nothing to do today. Just hanging out around the house. People all around the church across the street. I don't know. Maybe they're having an activity or something, but it is a normal day. Let me tell you. Normal. Yes, because we're recording on Saturday. Damn it. Okay. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched the Trump prophecy. Oh, God. It's the story of a guy who predicts that Donald Trump will become president using the magic of Christianity. So basically, it's the story of a kid who prays for his mom to stop having cancer, except with every detail turned evil and tragic. Instead of a kid, it's an adult with severe mental illness. Instead of cancer, it's brown people, gay people, and trans people. And instead of his mom getting cured, it's the entire country being run by neo-Nazi with a nuclear button. It's the doomsday clock being right twice a day. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie? Oh, this is a tough one. Okay. Well, if you have a mental illness, but the people around you are willing to humor it because one of your delusions matches up with their instantaneous abandonment of their so-called principles, you... Or Mark Taylor. You're Mark Taylor, and uh, you love this movie. Yeah, I bet he you likes it. <laughs> it's one settles for the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. All right, yeah, no, let's let's point that out right up front. It's based on a true story of crazy people insaning at a very high level, and it's surprisingly unapologetic about that. Oh, it is downright honest. Downright yeah. Well, it's like the people who made the movie think exploiting a mentally ill person is okay as long as you're upfront about it, right? <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. I cut down the cherry tree because it's full of demons. <laughs> <laughs> and we should also point out, by the way, those people who are exploiting the mentally ill person, those people would be Liberty University, a college. Sign their name to this movie and it's message. Just, just keep telling yourself that as we go. What do we say? College. Well, I feel like college is a strong technically, word. Technically, I think it counts. 
Is university a legally protected term? Just, <laughs> it's like think, champagne. It fucking should be. It should be a Northeast <laughs> thing only. Trump, Trump University, I rest my case. Um, <laughs> also, according to multiple uh, reports, by the way, a lot of the people who worked on this movie, camera operators, set decorators, etc., were actually students, film students at Liberty University. Many of them, according to multiple reports, who did not want to work on this film. They like forced children to work on this movie for college credit. And wow. you can tell based on some of the extras in the background. <laughs> some of the extras in this movie might as well be holding up help signs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, I'm going to go with best worst demon confrontation. <laughs> um, <laughs> So this movie has a literal fire demon. We'll get to him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and the main character will have a confrontation with this demon in his bedroom multiple times, actually. And they'll just glare at each other, mostly. <laughs> and uh, in their final fight, the protagonist will hand the demon a strongly worded letter, basically. <laughs> yeah, if yep. you love the way that Heroines tell heroes in romantic comedies they love them. Little did you know, that's the way you can fight a demon. Yeah, so. <laughs> Draws a heart around it. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so I, I took the easy one here. I was the first to, to write mine in. I had best worst doctor. Oh, and we've done vaxxed. Yes, and right. You you could be talking about several doctors in this movie. There's at least three contenders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just suffice to say, the first doctor that this that Mark Taylor went to told him, no, 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 you have PTSD. The second doctor, not so much. Nope. Hey, we should get a second opinion from a doctor, from a crazy person. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're experts in me being crazy. All right. I'm going to go with best worst perspective. Let, let me explain this one. I could not imagine what it was like to find out that Donald Trump won the election and be happy about it. This is like watching people who were rooting for Hitler yep. during World War II, except less relatable. This movie, it's, it's a bizarre perspective in like, oh, that's what it was like to be happy about this thing happening. It was insane. Yeah, right. And and it turns out that what it was like to be happy about that was to be diagnosably insane. Yeah, mentally ill. Yes. Yeah. All right. The same point in my life, I was just I was just hearing ringing for like a month and nothing else. <laughs> so it was just in this numb, floaty, ringing, sad state. It's ah, oh, yeah. by Lucinda's pink cupcakes. And now oh. we're going to relive it. So, okay, yeah, yeah we've been, it. let's say, looking forward to this one for a long time. So we're going to keep the break brief. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the untreated mental illnesses that are the Trump prophecy. I wouldn't even give you some garlic bread. Okay, that was good, but meaner. I mean, Heath, what are you talking about? That's like the meanest thing you could say to somebody. Hey, Carl. Hey, Heath. What are you guys up to? Oh, just uh, getting ready for vulgarity for charity. Oh, you mean our annual... Kind of annual. Shut up, Carl. Our annual charity drive where people can donate money for us to roast the person of their choice? Right, but it's not just for us. Tom, Cecil, and a whole bunch of guest roasters are going to be joining us too. Like Mitch, Melodically a Trump. 
And me, Senator Huckabee Sanders. And friends from the atheist community. And all they got to do is donate money to modestneeds.org before November 21st? That's right, Carl. Every donation above $50 is guaranteed a roast for the person of your choosing. So just send us a picture, some info, and proof of your donation to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com, and you'll get to hear a burn so bad, Mark Taylor will have nightmares about it. Oh, Heath, but what if I don't got 50 bucks? Well, just give what you can, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a roast anyway. But don't wait. We're doing these in order. Awesome. Okay, now try it again one more time. Okay, I. Uh, you look like garlic bread that got left in the garlic bread oven too too long. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe move away from garlic bread. Absolutely not. Explore something new. Mm-mm. Don't say garlic bread. Garlic bread. Don't garlic bread. Stop. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off with five of the least believable words in all of Christian moviedom, based on a true story. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is it really true? Hint, Heath's best worst was demon confrontation. <laughs> so, <laughs> little hint. All right. So then we get the credits. The first two minutes of this movie is literally just one of those fireplace videos you play on Christmas morning with words over it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're getting some of that ridiculous music along with the fire. Eventually. Like, according to the music. This fire just learned a very important lesson <laughs> right. like, in the sitcom that it was in. It was like, I'm fire. And crackle, crackle. Burning crackle, people crackle. is wrong. <laughs> crackle, crackle. <laughs> Doogie Hauser. So eventually after two minutes of the fire credits or so, a VO comes on and he says what will turn out to be the eponymous Trump prophecy. So here it is in all its glory. All right. Quote, Spirit of God, tell me, I have chosen this man for such a time as this, for as Benjamin Netanyahu be to Israel, so shall this man be to the United States of America. Yego. Uh, <laughs> let's hope not. I, yeah, I kind of agree with Mark Taylor at the beginning of that one. That's terrifying. That's a weird pick for your, your big thesis analogy in your movie. He's going to be the Yasser Arafat of America. Yes. Yeah. He's the Good. Mussolini of America. Great at trains. What? Did <laughs> some other stuff? I didn't read the whole book. What yeah. happens? All right. So then we cut to a lady doing heroin and catching her apartment on fire. I mean, she's doing. <laughs> she might as well be making the heroin in a cask iron skillet. If we're being honest. <laughs> Yeah, what what were the logistics of the heroin taking in the movie's mind? Like, I'm pretty sure the movie thinks heroin's basically soup that you make one spoon at a time, <laughs> yes. and then you just you drink it. <laughs> she just swallowed it. I wouldn't have been surprised with a at straw, all. and then she just drinks the spoon with a straw, one spoon at a time. That, was, that's, that appears was, to be what happened. Then she, she was, vaped it for some reason. It was, no, she was <laughs> free basing. I, I, I'm sad to admit that I'm the only one who knew exactly what was going on there. But no, she was free basing some coke. Turn over to our resident heroin expert. No, no, it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't heroin. Actually, it was probably. It was actually a pretty good but. free basing rig. If we're going to be like, <laughs> so, so. technical about it. She's making it in a Chemex. She's doing a pour. <laughs> there we go. Two hundred and three degrees. Don't want to burn the heroin. 
Exactly. 203. Correct. All right. So now there's a big fire. (laughs) So we have to cut to some firemen at a firehouse waking up to the alarm. It's time to beat back Satan's chism, boys. Okay. I don't want to be this guy. I know there's a lot to make fun of about this movie. What? Is, is it just me or does it seem like lots of fire manning is just putting on those outfits? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not saying I have a solution, but is there a system by which someone is always dressed like a fireman? <laughs> that would like probably maybe be. Maybe we rotate them around <laughs> in shifts where they're just always. It seems like a lot of time is spent getting in and out of those outfits. That's just me. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. I'm sure some of our firefighter <laughs> listeners would love to. Uh, Love to write in and tell you how wrong you're going to repeat it. Notice how many babies you killed slowly putting on those goddamn (laughs) pants, you asshole firefighters. Thank you. Says Eli Bosnick. What if you gain some, like you have a nice vacation, you come back and you're like, oh, this one's a little tight. Like how long do you got to go and be like a 36? You got a 36? And Carol's like, let me check. And she sort of walks back to the back. I'm wondering if this comes up for you. Tweet at me. At Heath Enright. This is why we need privatized fire departments. It'd be more efficient. (laughs) I love the the fact that Eli just said, you gained some weight. What are you, a 36? This is Eli in his little dream world right there. (laughs) 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 All right. So anyway, and then we get this weird scene with them. They're getting up. They're suiting up and, and driving out to the fire. But then we spend some time with the fire chief walking around and oh first we he hears about hurricane katrina on the radio for some reason you know to <laughs> place this in time i guess he he also goes into the fireman's like uh, sleeping area yeah the dorm yeah uh-huh. and they all have matching bedspreads <laughs> again i cannot emphasize enough how little i know about these heroic workers in city and state do you have matching bedspreads okay well i really hope you do because those were adorable. They're really Those adorable. Those were delightful. That room full of them. Ah, oh, made me so happy. It's it's a little like learning that the Marines all have to wear standard issue footy pajamas. Like it doesn't make you less heroic. I'm just just know that it breaks the image slightly. <laughs> slightly, yeah. Uh, but the point of this scene, though, is that the fire chief has to find. Uh, Mark Taylor's Bible on the floor, right? Because Mark Taylor is so Christian that he falls asleep every night with a Bible on his chest, right? Um, we see that it's an engraved Bible that his grandpa gave him. Yeah, and his grandfather uh, knows how to use capital letters about as well as the President of the United States. <laughs> so that was that's fun. Spoilers for the movie, Heath. Spoilers for the movie. fun yes. Nazi capitalization of every noun for no reason. <laughs> All right, so now the firemen show up at the fire, and it's time to man some fire because they're firemen, damn it. Um, now, there's a weird mix of graphics here, right? Because clearly they did set a house on fire, at least partially, for some parts of this. But then there's also these vulture of horror moments, too. Like, just- Absolutely. This <laughs> I am 100% certain some Liberty U kids just burned down one of their house for this project. <laughs> You're sure I can't get you boys anything else while you think up your movie? Thanks, Mom. We're good. Okay, just holler if you need something, okay? Thanks, Mom. Got it. Your mom is the best. No, your mom is the best. Gee, Willikers. Whoa, dude. Language. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, all right. What what are we going to do about the big fiery house scene? Yeah, well, gosh. 
Seriously, dude? Oh, uh, sorry, Gosh. sorry. I was thinking maybe my little sisters could run around the house with some construction paper, like red construction paper, and they could go crinkle, crinkle. No, 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 no. Come on, bro. This movie's going to be in like theaters, plural, uh, technically. We got to do this right. Got to amp it up. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Um, uh, you have a pretty nice house, don't you? Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah. Pretty okay, nice. so yeah, why don't we just burn down this house? It'll, it'll look great. Oh, uh, I don't know. All right, l- let me check with mom. Mom, mom, yeah, hon. mom, yeah, mom, yeah, hon, uh huh, yeah, hon. You need more blondie bite square papa circles? No, no, thanks. We're good. Uh, not that. We were wondering if we could burn down the house for our movie. This house. <sighs> you want to burn down the house? For your movie. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, okay, but be careful. We will. We will. And we'll let you know when to get out and everything. <laughs> oh, no, boys. I'm going to be staying inside the house for the fire. My life is basically self-imposed slavery, you know. So I welcome death like a first lover. Aw, oh, gee, Mom, you always say that. Well, it's always true. All right, have fun making your movie, boys. Let me know if you need more fudge brownie cake cookie things. Your mom's the best. Your mom is. All right, that, so they're, they're in the fire. <laughs> However they got there. Your mom um, is the best. There's a kid's bedroom. Oh, no. So Mark has to find the kid. Yeah. And by the way, while they're going through these houses, a uh, lot more announcing of weird details from the firemen. Than I expected. It was just like, okay, walking along the east hallway, nice fridge. Uh, <laughs> it's got the water and the ice cubes on the outside. That's cool. I'm going to keep walking. Still, uh, this is me still walking. Just say, so did I mention how many inches wide the hose is? <laughs> I did not. Shit. Okay. Uh, just check. It's like an inch and three quarters. It's like one and three quarters, something like that. Also, you, this is a deep, deep cut, but. One of the scenes of the firemen inside the house is them using the blanket draggy yes. thing that Mark Taylor invented. <laughs> and it's obviously supposed to be a plug, but it's also super obvious that it's a bad idea because they like drop the person and the blanket catches <laughs> yes. fire and then they it like folds under their head. And they're like, God, this is so stupid. I mean, great. This is great. We need this. <laughs> also, quite again, I don't know anything about firemen jobs. Do the firemen just go in and start walking around? I thought they yeah, sprayed as they went. People in it, I think there's probably a guy whose job it is to to go in there and get the people, or I just hope so anyway. <laughs> but I would also hope it's not a person who honestly believes, as he's walking around the house looking for the kids, that the fire growls at him because it's of Satan. <laughs> right? That happens. <sighs> Like the fire growls at him and then he looks at the growl like, is that a demon? This is a demon. Uh, I wanted him to call it in so badly. All right. Fr- sorry. Demon next to the fridge. <laughs> I think Don't need to tell you what element it's from. It's a fire demon. <laughs> they were firemen. So, yeah. So they <laughs> he finds the little girl. He takes the little girl outside. They get all the way outside and she's like, right. Also, my little brother is in the house. It's the best. <laughs> it's like me. Going to the bathroom on a road trip. Like everyone's back in the car. 
buckled in. The music starts. I have to poop again. I mean, my little brother's inside. I wanted him to yell at her. Seriously, you wait until we got all... Bitch. I'm going to say it, bitch. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, Mark walks back in to try to find the little brother that's still in there. And he eventually does, but the kid, it's too late. The kid's all burned up. Yeah. The kid was just like standing there watching the fire. Is that what? Apparently. On fire, apparently. Yeah. And then he does this whole bit where he picks up the dead kid and he walks. There's supposed to be this like dramatic walking out with the dead kid (laughs) moment. But he keeps walking for way too long. (laughs) Yeah. Very slowly walking that little boy's dead body to the pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah, no, I had it. My nose just isn't like, are you going to wander off until you find a good place to bury him, buddy? <laughs> so- well, and then he does that like showy ass walk with the dead kid right past all the other firemen, like a soul train line. Just like, oh, <laughs> look who didn't stay inside long enough to get this kid. Now he's dead. Like, I thought he was going to start walking backwards down the line again and then just like going back past him a second, like brushing the dead him kid the right dead on their face. Yeah. She drops it. Oops, dropped my dead kid. Slowly bends down uh, and pick it that over. Is, he's coming right apart. He's coming right. Give me it. We'll just we'll push him back together. We'll oh, push it's it. like barbecue. It's like good barbecue. I wanted oh. so badly for one of the firemen to be like, hey, Mark. Wait, where are you going with that dead kid, buddy? <laughs> All right. So then we head back down to the station or as Eli's written it in his notes, back at the fire base, fire junction, and then very excitedly, firehouse. <laughs> it took me four minutes to remember the word firehouse. Fun fact, you can't just Google, where do firemen go? <laughs> the response is, did you mean a fire? <laughs> And so him and his friend are getting, you know, like, I don't know, coming down off the fire. And his friend says, of all fucking things, today of all days, why did it have to be a kid? Yeah. He would have um, been fine. What, which days are better <laughs> for a child standing still while he burns to death like a monk doing a protest? That <laughs> was fucking days, weird. Wednesdays. He would have been fine with an old man. I, don't, I didn't understand the purpose of that line. Yeah, or this character, really. We'll see him one more time as though he's going to be a recurring character, but not really. All right, so now we watch the the fireman sleep some more. And I only point this scene out because, okay, so he's laying there with his Bible covering him because he always falls asleep with his Bible. but And he's supposed to be having a bad dream, but it gives you every reason to think that he's just hating himself for the fact that he's jerking off under his Bible. It's amazing. <laughs> That's exactly what it plays like. Like if you were filming him doing that, it would look indistinguishable. Yeah, you can use the shot. Those pages are super thin too. They get a lot stick together at once. That's <laughs> fucks up a whole section. Lose all of Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and now it's time to meet Mark's wife. Uh, they're talking about you know will they have enough money to for him to retire. You know, we're checking off the money problems bit of the Christian movie bingo card. He's going to eat two muffins for breakfast like a straight up monster. (laughs) Okay. I also had two muffins for breakfast. (laughs) Dessert for breakfast after dessert. Why? I don't know why you wouldn't. (laughs) I mean, his wife should have left the paper on, given the option. But 
whatever. All right. So now Maybe you want to eat the paper. Some people I've learned also eat the paper, not just me. No, that's not true. Just you. yes, absolutely. I got tweets back. People eat the paper. People you tweet do. a lot of things. Heath. You don't lose. There's a cup, a little bit of the residue of the chocolate chip. If it's chocolate chip muffin, I'm just saying. It's all let, it go. let it go. Nope. Higher in fiber. Okay. So now it's time to clean up the boat. And boy, you know, you've lived an exciting life when the movie about your life includes that time you cleaned up your boat. Oh boy, that's a that's a boat. If ever I saw one, what is that? A ninety three footer? Mm. No, three footer. Good old. <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave you guys to do the boat talk. You, you found a range. You found a ballpark. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it is a rough looking in. boat though. It's yeah. just all like weirdly like dust, like white dust. Like the boat looks like it has a crack problem. It's like, <laughs> Weirdly <laughs> coated over in white powdered dust residue. Yeah. Yeah. And so, by the way, in case him telling his wife, I think I'm going to clean up that boat today, followed by a scene of him taking a tarp off of a dirty boat wasn't enough for you. He also literally says, time to clean up our boat in this scene. <laughs> so, but okay. Now, this is where we basically get his superhero origin story. Right? Yeah. So apparently this older man who is his dad or his grandpa, it's not grandpa. clear, took a took a blonde boy with shoulder length hair fishing. Does, uh -huh. does this character know that his hair isn't blonde? <laughs> yeah. He looks like his make-a-wish was a blonde wig and a life jacket. <laughs> Ride on a really sad boat. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's this moment where he finds Gramps' hat, and I'm like, oh my god, is this scene just here as the origin story of the shitty hat he wears? Yes! I, I realized watching this movie that there must actually be a day where shitty dudes start wearing their shitty dude hat. Yes. A, <laughs> there is a first day where a guy's like, Monster Energy. I like Monster Energy. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I think I'll put this on and only take it off when I'm under arrest. <laughs> yeah. So he puts on this sad hat and then... uh do I have this right? A toolbox or a tackle box just drops out of the sky that maybe a demon dropped on him from a tree? Well, it's very, it's very clearly a demon because we go to demon cam behind him. Right, we yeah, because right, right before this happens, he sees or hears a demon, or at least we see it, yeah, in demon, demon cam. So, yeah, he thinks his superhero moment is when he, like, put on a magical trucker hat <laughs> And then a demon dropped a tackle box on his head. <laughs> that, that was his his origin story. And at this point, you're just dying to figure out what kind of superhero he becomes from that, right? <laughs> or what story Mark Taylor told someone that this is what the movie came out with. Yeah. Yeah. Firefighter Prophet, I believe, is the name of the superhero. That's, yeah, right. That's what he calls right. himself in real life. In real life. All right. So now we cut to him checking with his doctor about that demon attack, right? He's like, hey, doc, I was attacked by a demon. And he's like, have you heard of have you heard of the PTSD? <laughs> Mr. I Taylor. love this doctor because he's the only real doctor that this guy will see through the movie. And he's like, look, I don't want to label you. So I'm just going to spin my finger by my ear for a second. <laughs> you see how I'm sort of waving it in a circle next to my temple. <laughs> now I'm pointing at you. No, I'm doing yes. the same 
Right. And then he, and he prescribes him some pills, some uh, what SSRIs, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And Mark Taylor's like, hey, man, like, can't you just exercise the demon? I don't like <laughs> medicine pills. And Doc's like, oh, uh, your, your plan doesn't cover the exorcisms. Uh, yes. <laughs> Do the pills. Well, and, and the doctor says, hey, I'm going to try you on some pills. And he goes like, pills? What kind of pills? And it's like, you don't even know yet. And you're already pissed. He could be saying Tylenol. Anyway, okay. So now he's got to go tell his boss he's going to retire. And he does it with, th- this is the exchange, right? The boss goes, are you thinking of retiring? To which Mark Taylor says, if I said I wasn't, I'd be lying. Then just, yes. Just talk normal. <laughs> There's a one-syllable version of what you said. It's yes. And again, the hero of this movie is like, I mean, I'm going to take all the vacation I built up, paid, and then I'm going to retire. Now you say congratulations. <laughs> right? right? And the boss is like, yeah, okay. All right. Happy holidays. <laughs> really? He does. He says happy holiday. Really wanted him to be like, you mean Merry Christmas? Slap. <laughs> <laughs> happy holidays. Fuck you. <laughs> Jew. Jew Muslim. All right, this is why I'm retiring. Muslim. <laughs> as soon as I'm done being paid for sitting at home for four months. All right. So now he's working on the boat some more. But this time the music is upbeat. There's no demons attacking him here. You can tell. Um, Also, (laughs) we see his uh, the boat has a Reagan Bush 84 sticker on it, as if to say, I come from a long line of people bad at making decisions. (laughs) Reagan Bush 84. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the biggest landslides ever until 2016, actually. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now he's having nightmares again. And again, it they are indistinguishable from him just sadly beating off under the covers. Well, but his wife is seeing him have a nightmare this mm-hmm. time, but she's Christian, so she thinks he's dreaming about running and chasing a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him go. Look at him go. Yeah, so he wakes up at 4.30 in the morning and he's got to write down his nightmares, right? He's keeping yeah. a journal of his crazy, like sane people do. This was a kind of a sad moment, too. He's like, he's writing down like, this pen is real. This pen is real. These dreams are not real. This demon, um, uh, I'm real. It is real. This <laughs> demon is real. Super sad. Well, you could tell that the demon was real because right as he wrote that, the papers blew away just like they would if a demon breathed on them. What? Yeah. <laughs> Demons should just organize papers sometimes to fuck with people. It's always, it's always blowing them off. Way more yeah. impressive. Stack oh. them up. Staple it. I don't know. Yeah. Demons, if you want to get one on Noah, misspell check some of his work. He'll be at it for an hour and a half. Just said, who's Eli? Wouldn't, wouldn't take me an hour and a half. Okay. So the next, your notes, yes, that would take me an hour and a half. <laughs> you could just turn on spell check and do it yourself. It's that, Also, so, okay, so the next morning, his wife wakes him up, and we have to see, we have the whole scene where we see that he's just sleeping all day now that he's retired and has PTSD. They could have a DSM-5 next to him <laughs> on screen checking boxes for post-traumatic stress disorder. Yep. Again, keep in mind that the moral of this movie is that he does not have PTSD. He is a prophet receiving revelation from the spirit of God. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> All right. So the next night he has more fire dreams 
wakes up and he and he writes him down. And he's like he's being visited in his dreams by the half burned to death kid from before. <laughs> There's also this amazing moment where he looks and he's supposed to be seeing the 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 dead kid, but he accidentally looks directly into camera. So my notes here were just, oh God, he could see me. Oh. <laughs> hi, hi, Mark Taylor. Please, please take your medication. You just. <laughs> You're just suffering from illness right now. It's like a broken arm, Mark. You're going to get better. Oh, no, he's suffering. (laughs) Yeah, so as he's looking at this half-burned little boy, I so wanted him to go, wait a minute. Little boys don't burn that hot and start a blog. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't. Oh, also, he starts wondering aloud why God would let a child burn to death. They will not make any effort at answering that question in this movie. They will not. We will hear a lot about free market economics, not so much about why God burned that child to death. And and then, of course, at the end of this, he says to his wife, I'm not taking those pills. I just wrote in my note. Yeah, man, seems like you're crushing it the way it's going. No reason yeah. to try anything else. Yeah. Need some demon fights and I'll be fine. Right. Yeah. OK, so th- and that's the thing. That's what we're being presented. Either he's a prophet of God imbued with second sight or the medical doctor was correct. Yep. That's the conflict that we're supposed to be having as we watch it. Okay. So, oh, and then we get this amazing, sadly visiting the firehouse montage. Oh, he might as well <laughs> shit in his hand and throw it at the window. Well, okay. So the whole thing here is that they're trying to make this montage last long enough to fit the song that they're going to use. Right. But they don't have enough things for him to do. <laughs> Ah. And the song is so weird too. Oh, it's it's God. so on the nose. It's just like this is a song about plot of the movie, but <laughs> not this movie. This is real. It's about a movie that this real person might watch. This fireman named Mark Tin. So Mark Tin <laughs> All right. So yeah. So but they have him like. You know, fondly looking at his fire hat. At one point, he just starts spinning around things that are on the fire truck. As, like he's basically looking at the cameras. Like, you really want more? Like, I'm like, I what? Like, I can sit on the front of the fire truck now. Oh, he sits side. on the front of the fire truck, and I wanted him to get run over by accident so bad. <laughs> Mark, what do you do? You don't fuck, work here man. anymore, man. You can't just show up and hang out, buddy. <laughs> Come on, man. He also spends a good like. 10 minutes just wrestling around with a helmet and like yep. staring at it and kind of, I think having an argument, like a verbal ex- argument with it. I absolutely thought he was going to have a messy fight with his fire helmet. Just like, no, <laughs> we can't poison all the salad in the Wendy's salad bar, Mr. Helmety. <laughs> you, your solution is always to poison. It's <laughs> a weird pick. I want to see what other firefighter stuff that he was, you know, like yelling at before they landed on his helmet. <laughs> right. Just like a Dalmatian beating the shit out of Mark Taylor for a while. He's swinging a hose around. He just hits himself in the face. <laughs> cut, cut out. Oh. All right. Oh. All right. Oh, oh, try out your metal. pole dancing moves. You're good at the pole dancing. <laughs> yeah, but eventually after a good two and a half, three minutes, his sad fireman montage comes to an end. 
I wanted them to pan over and the rest of the firemen are just standing there watching. <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of the way. Walk over, turn off his boombox. Dude, you're on vacation. Get out of here. We have to move the truck. So, all right. So then him and his wife have to have the, are you sure about retiring conversation? Right. right where she asks if he's prayed about it. And he's not sure he knows how to pray. Yep. Yeah. Again, <laughs> we, we've seen this a lot in our movies, but his wife is like, hey, you have mental illness. You you want to try real hard to talk to someone invisible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pray, it's praying's easy. So, you know, um, you know, talking, <laughs> it's like talking, but you, the mentally ill person, you get to be both people. <laughs> yes. It's fun. It's, it it's, you know, it's just like when you sit alone in the dark in the middle of the night and yell at yourself. You got this. You know how to do this. This is good reinforcement of your behavior. And okay. And then we cut immediately from the wife and him to him and his buddy having that. Are you sure about retiring conversation? Oh, my. And this this scene only has one purpose, which yes. is this character goes, oh, we totally would have thrown you a party. We wanted if we to. Had known that you were retiring. <laughs> yes. Oh man, this this celebration, fuck off, Mark. It's about um <laughs> another fireman who works here. His name's Mark Tin. <laughs> also, shotgun locker. <laughs> so you could just go ahead and move your stuff so I can make it clear yes. that I've shotgun blocker. We're we're gonna miss you, man. Dibs. No, but I meant right now, like you're walking away, but I'd like you to clear it out. It would be great. So cool. And then, by the way, then after the wife and the friend, him and his boss are gonna have the are you sure about retiring conversation? We are 30 minutes into this movie now. It's the best. he turns to the boss and he's like, um, I have Crippling PTSD. And his boss is like, gay. All right. Happy retirement. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird moment. I was really hoping he was going to like hand in a badge and a water gun to the chief. <laughs> <on> the <laughs> and be like, I'm out of here. All right. So now they're going to have him and his wife are going to have some fun retired time together. Guitar guy at the parties there so that we can oh, get another montage. It's amazing. They're tossing a frisbee. They're fishing. Does Mark Taylor know that you're supposed to fuck your wife? This, <laughs> this is just a montage of things you do when you don't know you're supposed to fuck your wife. <laughs> oh, by the way, and you glazed over this, but the frisbee, the playing frisbee is just given to us as a series of one shots. <laughs> oh, they could not get a single throw and catch of a frisbee no! in the same shot. They're, they're like throwing it end over end over their head at each other, <laughs> tying it to a rock and throwing the rock. Like nothing's working out with this frisbee. Got a little parachute on it at one point. What is this, man? What is this for? <laughs> All right, so yes, but they have some happy time. He packs away some more of his fireman shit. We have had four scenes now of him packing away his fireman stuff. He's putting away his certificates of completion, which yeah. he's framed like their degrees. Yes, exactly. All right, and then it's time for more him having nightmares. And oh, this is the one where... So we should point out that the CGI in this movie is not good, but it's not Christian movie bad. Yeah, I don't know how 
they got someone like someone's got a Christian cousin at DreamWorks. Something happened. <laughs> no, they've got fucking Liberty U students that have to do this for a grade. But but the thing is, is that the CGI is good, but the ideas are stupid. So, like, we have a pretty cool looking fiery demon, but he's crab walking real slow across the ceiling. And it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. So, yeah, Mark Taylor, he like he's in the middle of his nightmare or whatever, and he slowly floats out of his own body out of yes. bed. And then we we look up at the ceiling and the CGI fire demon on the ceiling is crawling away so slowly, though. They like <laughs> they had to make Mark Taylor's body also float up there super slow because their CGI wasn't fleet of foot, I guess. So it's this dumb, super slow moving thing for no reason. It's the best. It's obvious they got someone to do like the thing where you put on a suit and then you do the CGI on top, but they got like me or Heath to do the crab walk. So yes. we're like, ah, oh, oh, my shoulder. Oh, I got his cramp. I got cramp. Hold on. <laughs> I got to stop and eat. I got to stop and eat a muffin with the paper. I got to stop and eat the I muffin am with the paper. vomiting muffin paper now. A lot of it. I had many of the. I just ate some papers, actually. A bunch of people threw out some papers, I so I ate didn't those. Want, the muffin would have taken too long to make. Uh. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so he has this. He he confronts the demon here. Now this is not the the main demon confrontation, but there's a bit where him and the the demon are like face to face for the I guess preview. Oh yeah, the staring <laughs> contest. Yeah, it's the best. And the demon during the staring contest, like, yells at him, kind mm -hmm. of. He, like, mouths some words at, at Mark Taylor. <laughs> Mark Taylor has no comeback. He just, like, keeps staring. Like, the actor was like, I'm not yelling at this green rectangle. Uh, it's just not happening. <laughs> I feel weird. All right. So the next morning, he's going to tell his wife about his dreams. And by extension, tell us about his dreams. I'm not saying I want to fuck Mark Taylor. I'm saying he owes me one. And I'm saying that we haven't seen this couple fuck yet. I mean, I'll assume they fuck, but just this once. Just okay. <laughs> and also, she has the weirdest fucking questions about his dream, right? He's like, hey, yeah, I dreamt and there was a demon and everything. She's like, what time was it when you dreamed that? What? Right. And he's like, oh, it was like 1.30 and it wasn't a dream. It was real. And she's like, no, you were sleeping at 1.30. You were sleeping. So he thought this was a real Floating up to a demon oh, moment. Was, he was, was quite certain. Oh, my fuck. Okay, wow. I didn't realize that's how mentally ill he was. Yeah, and I'm that's pretty how sure that's what they're saying. And that's how she debunked it for him. She was like, trust me, I would have noticed if I rolled over and you had left your body. <laughs> morbidly <laughs> oh, obese no. demon with spider walking across the season. I would have noticed that kind of stuff. Trust me. <laughs> He, this is also where he says, I saw everything at my work. And I wrote in my notes, did you? Because I think you just saw like fire stuff. I don't <laughs> yeah, fireman shit, right? Well, I mean, everything that burns, I've seen. <laughs> like, I've seen wood, paper, fabric. That, that's pretty much it. That's a long list. Did it's I say wood? List. You did say wood. Also, this was the moment where the wife suddenly says to him, she's like, you know, as of today, after this demon meeting that you had, your voice sounds, quote, more resonant and authoritative. You've been reading some Edith Skinner, bro? Like, you sound <laughs> fantastic. And for those of you who are confused why this movie has multiple moments where it's like, wow, Mark Taylor, your voice is amazing. 
Uh, do me a little favor. Go on the YouTubes and look up Mark Taylor. Listen to him speak. That's why they made a movie about his voice sounding good. <laughs> because that's what his voice sounds like. And you know what? If my voice sounded like that, I would also include in the movie that I don't sound like a dying pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, oh, thank you. My, uh, You mean my voice that sounds more old man river? It does. <laughs> okay. Relax. But this is also where, like, he's like, you know, I'm sick and tired of that doctor telling me that I have PTSD. And she's like, let's go to an imaginary doctor. Right. So he goes to see a different doctor at this point. And this doctor <laughs> gets quotes around the word doctor every time we see him. Yeah. Uh, one big reason his office is in the lobby of a geisha house. That's strange for a doctor. <laughs> There's no other way to describe that room. Uh, and he he has gotten his test results back, and he has the hormones of a 70-year-old. What? Worst <laughs> superpower ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this doctor says, I want to help you, Mark. I want to help you heal physically, mentally, and spiritually. Okay, okay. I needed Mark Taylor to be like, ah, uh, you know what? I'm going to need you to say a doctor word now. <laughs> prayer. <laughs> doctor. Nope. Say another. Don't say prayer or doctor. Prayer. Yeah. Doctor. Pump fake. So, <laughs> and so, yeah. Now, yeah. The doctor prescribes to him God's grace. This movie is like literally an unintentional advertisement for the secular therapy project. Yeah. I'm going to uh. prescribe you one Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we should point out the reason he prescribes him Jesus is because he's like, well, you, your other doctor said you had PTSD. And he's like, yes, but you have to understand, Doc, I'm I'm not a pussy, so I can't have PTSD. <laughs> yes. he's like, that's that's sound science. I mean, that's, that's true. The day course that I took on doctoring, quote unquote, told me that exact thing. So, yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's try praying to an invisible wizard. Huh? <laughs> A doctor walks in. Hey, uh, who the fuck are you? Get out of my office. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. You ordered a massage. I brought the massage parlor with me. <laughs> All right. So now we get him at home and we can see that things are still bad because he's vegging out in a dirty T-shirt and falling asleep in, in front of the TV. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Did the preacher prescribe staying up all night watching TV like Heath? Because that's <laughs> okay. Okay. This movie's getting way too preachy at this point, by the way. Like, <laughs> yes. Doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't even understand what they're trying to say at this point. He's got a nice chair. He's watching football in his nice chair. What? At 3.21 a.m. At 3.21. He's living yeah. the life. He's T-voted t and he's got <laughs> fantasy stuff going. There's implications. But then, of course, we have to fucking have more fire nightmares because seeing this 16 times couldn't be enough, right? This is the one where the, the, the demon is strangling him in his bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is great. I want it so badly when he wakes up for his wife to be like, hey, maybe we head back to a doctor who didn't prescribe the blood of the lamb. Am I right? <laughs> and by the way, this scene where he's trying to strangle him, the demon is trying to strangle him in his bed, leads to my favorite part of the credits, which is that they have credit for the right demon hand and the left demon hand. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yep. That's, that's in the credits. 
It was yeah. a, there was a real argument about who got to be the demon hands <laughs> in this scene. You get to be one. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, yeah, he's getting dragged by apparently two different people playing t- two of the same demon hands. And the, the, the hands are dragging him like through the mattress away. And he, his wife is yelling help like he was actually being dragged into the netherworld by <laughs> demons. Okay, that one I saw. That one I saw. That was not a dream. Just... <laughs> right. <laughs> Feels like this was Mark Taylor just scolding that actress, being like, no, it's real. You would see it too if you woke up during the demon assault. That's <laughs> You mean nightmare? <laughs> demon assault. What? And, and then we get the scene where she's praying for God to help him instead of, you know, actually trying that medication the real doctor told him to take. Uh, she says, yeah. dear Lord. And I just said, please be talking to a VA nurse named Lord has. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe while you're praying, you know, pray for the child burn victim to heal. Like <laughs> maybe ask God to stop letting kids die in house fires or well, just I mean, no house fires at all. Maybe that. What's her husband going to run the 50 meters with if not a burned dead child? Come well, on. That's true. Think. <laughs> All right. But so, but then he has a happy dream, right? The, the well, ball of light dream. Yeah, he <laughs> sees a ball of light and it, it punches him in the dick. But in a good way, though, in yeah. a happy way. I'm pretty sure this is the inspiration for the entire movie. Martel is like, so you know when... Um, you know, you're about to have a fist fight with a glowing orb and it shoots you in the dick with a lightning bolt and uh, your PTSD is cured forever. Uh, you were at Liberty University. So, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, we cool. do. So make the check out to Mark Taylor. I'm done with my elevator pitch. All right. Great. I have one for Mark Tin Taylor. Ah, uh, uh, well, that guy. That am lot. I right? <laughs> All right. So I should I, I, I want to point out at this point, we are. 45 minutes into the goddamn movie, but he's researching the Bible to figure out what the what the ball lightning thing was all about. Yep. And I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the Bible absolutely is on Mark Taylor's side. He's like, am I crazy or am I being touched by God? And the Bible's like, well, this entire book was written by crazy people who thought they were touched by God. So spoiler alert, you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. No, glowing orb was God. I just, uh, hold on. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Let me check the Bible. Uh, <laughs> yep, right here in the index under orbs, glowing comma, orb. glowing. <laughs> yep, that's God. Yeah, but okay. But then the big turn in the film. This is the inciting incident. Again, more than 45 minutes into the film. He's going to have a PTSD dream but it's going to happen when he's asleep in front of the TV that Trump's on talking about maybe running for president in 2012. He is literally living out the this is fine meme. Well, yeah, because his chair (laughs) catches on fire in the dream. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, and this is, I guess, when he gets the Trump prophecy where God tells him the thing from before about how God is... uh, uh, Trump is going to be just as good for us as Benny Nets is for Israel. Right. And again, th- the movie will go on to explain this, but the prophecy Mark Taylor's entire career and this movie is based on is no, 
you gotta believe me, four years ago, I totes my goats had a dream that <laughs> President Trump was gonna run for president. And everyone around him was like, Psh, I mean, who makes up a diary? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote President Trump and I put it inside this sealed envelope and sent it to nobody. <laughs> well, but that, and that's the thing. Martin Schmeller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the dumbest possible origin, right? And, but and they, and they can't even manage to pull that off. And even then, they have to admit in their movie, but yeah, but he was diagnosed as mentally ill, and he was watching Donald Trump on the TV. So had he been watching Deal or No Deal, this would be a very different film. He was just sitting in front of the TV. Like, if his wife flips over to MSNBC before he goes to sleep, it's a liberal prophecy? Yep. Like, <laughs> if it's Home Shopping Network, this is the slap chop prophecy that we're watching right now? <laughs> President Rachel Maddow. <laughs> so, all right. So he goes to like, oh, that sounds good. All right. So he goes back to the pretend Christian doctor and he's like, hey, man, I've been having these crazy dreams. And the doctor's like, fuck, yeah, sure. Why not? And okay. I have one question about this scene with the doctor. When the doctor's like, hey, just FYI, I'm referring you to another doctor. I'm closing down my practice. No reason. Don't worry about it. Not because I finger fucked people's buttholes while they were asleep. If that's what you were wondering. <laughs> Anyways, there will be a new doctor in this movie now. Goodbye. Yeah. Something has to have happened that that got translated to this moment in the movie, right? Like, Something. I couldn't Google the right amount of things, but I'm going to find out that doctor, like, killed his wife with a hammer and then wore a cat suit to the middle of Macy's, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, well, regardless, he will not be as bad as the doctor we're nope. about to meet. No, nope. no. Nope. Yeah, no, the, he refers him to uh, Don Colbert, who will be the co-author of his book. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Don Colbert, if you're not familiar, is a real person, technically a doctor still, I think. He gets to use the word doctor. Yep. Uh, also an evil monster, yep. to be clear. He wrote, among other things, The Seven Pillars of Health. Okay. Let food be your medicine. I mean, that's important. Nah. Nutrition's important. Okay. Right? That yeah. being said, next one, Dr. Colbert's Keto Zone Diet. Yeah. So that's the uh, food he's talking about. Also, yep. he wrote the Bible Cure for Blank series. That includes yes. the Bible Cure for Cancer, uh. the Bible Cure for Depression and Anxiety, the Bible Cure for Allergies, the Bible Cure for PMS and mood swings. Cut it out. And the Bible cure for weight loss and muscle gain. And that last one literally recommends baskets of bread and fish like Jesus made. Really? <laughs> Seriously. And watered down wine. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. All I knew is that when he goes to see this doctor, very, very prominently placed right behind the doctor are these huge supplement bottles of something called keto zone yep, and i'm like stuff. okay yeah that's that's a red flag to get the fuck oh and also there's a, a a copy of his one of his books the seven pillars of healing is also sitting there prominently it might as displayed well be stapled to this doctor's face <laughs> <laughs> oh this i'm glad you asked <laughs> <And> my book <laughs> available in bookstores now ow here's a giant jug of keto friendly chalk pills enjoy yeah, yeah. And then he interprets Mark Taylor's dreams. 
Yeah. And I now, by the way, he will interpret them to being that Mark Taylor is a prophet sent by God. But I, I did really want him to just be like, oh, no, our dreams tell us things. Um, for instance, your dreams tell me that you have a mental illness. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am a Dallas, Texas discount Dr. Oz. So you're going to want to go to a real doctor. <laughs> I'll write you a prescription for I'm not allowed to have one of these anymore because I'm a charlatan who murders people with pseudoscience. That's for you. There you go. <laughs> it's a post-it note. Yep, but no, instead he, he prescribes him to drink a lot of unfiltered water. His PTSD, yeah. unfiltered. Like, do, how does the filter matter? I yeah, feel like, right. Like now, I'm rooting for a demon to like put a Brita in there or give him an old Brita <laughs> filter. Somehow, fuck with the filtration situation on the water. But his wife's like, "How are things going with your new doctor?" He's like, "I like this one a lot better than the one that tried to give me medicine. He just tells me what I want to hear." Yeah. He told you to drink water. I mean, shouldn't you be talking to God? No, no, no. He told me to do that, too. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we got that. We get them watching 2012 election coverage, right? Watching Mitt Romney lose because nobody would even take Trump seriously in the 2012 <laughs> primary because it was and, a publicity and stunt. like in a snit. He's like, yes. How did this happen? Trump never even really ran. Is it's like my diary isn't even magical. What the <laughs> fuck? Am I am I not magical? I thought I was magical. No, honey, I no honey, you're magical. You're magical, honey. Uh, <laughs> Trump was never taken seriously. I wrote in my notes, I got news for you. He never will be. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to cut to three years later and we dive into the year with Trump's golden elevator Mexicans are rapists announcement. Yeah, um, now it's five years later. So his journal is a blog. He has a a printer and everything. Yeah. Okay. This this <laughs> blog. little well, <laughs> no, it's not a blog. He's he's typing up his book. He's typing up his crazy journal. But the little graphic of his journal, like he's typing, he's sitting there typing. He's got his journal open next to him. But in case that's not enough for us, we see the words moving. There's a little graphic of the words moving from the page into the computer in a little stream. Yeah, just in case so you missed amazing. it. I loved it so much. So, yeah. So he takes the, the typed up prophecies to the keto doctor. Yep. Hey, check this out. I thought a game show host was going to be president five years ago. Cool, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You'll need to sign a non-disclosure agreement before you, you read this whole thing. I'm shopping it around to big studios like, you know, Liberty University Studios, but you can see it. Yeah, but the quote-unquote doctor wants to show it to his wife, right? Yeah. <laughs> can I show it to my wife? She's like super good with magical prophecy journals. That's like her thing. <laughs> Honey, like, yes, honey? I printed up a copy for you. I you anticipated this? this question. Check if it's white magic or black magic. <laughs> You're really good with that, right? When crazy people have journals. I'm, I'm just impressed she said yes. That would not go as well for us. Hey, baby. Hey. Uh, will you read Mark Taylor's dream journal? God damn it. Is this for the show? Yes. Fuck. Let me pack a bowl. Anna, 
Eli, for the last time, I am not going to trick Cecil into a threesome. Okay, first of all, it's not that. Second of all, we said if we were going to discuss that again, you would be more open-minded about it. No. Will you read Mark Taylor's journal? Who's Mark Taylor? He's um he's a Christian firefighter prophet. Nope. Okay. Why'd you cut over to me? You guys are jerks. I see what you're doing. Fuck you. There's three of us. That's right. That's super mean. All right. So, yeah, she's going to look over his crazy papers. um, And apparently, I don't know what the actress was going for, but what I got was the the line about Benny Netanyahu gave her heartburn. Oh, what I got was she's reading what he wrote and then she stops because she can hear the music interrupting her scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Is that badly done background music? That is really irritating. Hearing myself read in my head out loud? Why? Hold on, this is my favorite part of me reading in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Benjamin Netanyahu. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. All right, so then she goes back to tell Mark. Taylor, that not only is are his journals amazing, but they have, quote, the rhythm of truth. Really thought they were going to break into a rap <laughs> musical number, and I was really disappointed when they didn't. I'll say it right now. I wanted him to be like, oh, cool, it does. What rhythm did you read it in in your head, just so I know? Because <laughs> that's crazy what you said. Well, and also, okay, so again, we've we've established that no one knew about these journals until 2015, right? He says he wrote them in 2011, but he didn't tell anybody about them until Trump had actually announced for president. But And they're trying to make that into a big deal. But even if it is, I I feel like it's important that we remind everybody that Trump always ran for president or or talked about running for president because it was free publicity, right? He almost ran in 87, 99, 2003, and 2011. This is not like an out of the blue, how would anyone guess that he would run for president kind of thing, right? Like, fuck, by the movie's own admission, there was a news segment where Trump was talking about running for president on TV when he had this dream. Simpsons did it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, yeah. But but Uh. this movie treats that like, you know what's crazy? How badly timed my prophecy is, right? (laughs) Right. In in the world of this movie, God, our father, the blood of the lamb on high was just off by four years. Yeah. Well, that's his rhythm, though. That's his truth rhythm is it's a four year syncopation. So God was doing a prank on Mark Taylor? (laughs) I was like, no, check this out. I'm going to give this guy a prophecy about Trump, but uh, this is awesome. I'm going to give it to him. Four years early. He's going to watch oh. Mitt Romney lose first. It's going to drive him almost. We almost give four more years of the Antichrist just Classic. to fuck with him. So, okay, yeah. And then the the wife, the doctor's wife is like, I feel good about this. Should we all pray? And that's just there so we get the scene where the actor playing Mark Taylor can't get his pray hands right. He just can't do it. Oh, I wanted him to get it wrong. Just <laughs> heavenly father. Uh, quieter, Mark. It's We do it quieter. Oh, well, now that that's too quiet. Heavenly! <laughs> Medium. All right, Go so normal. now he's he's going to have some more nightmares, but this time it's a light dream instead of a fire dream, which we actually see God, like, beaming prophecies into him. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Heath's favorite part of the movie, 
how he defeats the demon. <laughs> this is the best. So yeah, this is another one of those moments when he floats out of his own body. And I love, first of all, that he has to like swim away from yes! it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you know, there's no reason for this. And the actor's just like making swimming motions and it's so stupid looking. And you know, the director was like, dude, stop swimming. Um, the physics aren't really a big issue. Uh, you How look like get- a pug being held over water. For, this is crazy looking. We're, we'll do the CGI ourselves. But so he he swims out again to meet up with his evil demon in his bedroom and he stares down the demon again. They have their little stare fight well, it, confrontation. It, 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 and he prays, right? Like at first he swims away and then he starts praying. And that's when he looks over and apparently this demon's just been chilling in the corner for this whole scene. <laughs> hey. <Yep. laughs> right. So he swims over the demon and, and he starts, <laughs> he starts writing like just in, in the, a flat plane in the, in the air in front of him, a note. He writes, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I, I forget where it says that in the Bible, but you know, he's, this is like how you vanquish a demon and he's writing it, but the demon's facing him. So it's coming up written like backwards to the demon. <laughs> you <laughs> can't even really see what's happening. It's just like, I right, fuck just come around to my side. I'm writing like a, a mean note to you. you need to- <laughs> also, it takes a super long time. He's like, no, what happened? God damn it! This is such a long pun. It's I'm sorry. Boom! I should have just written like "fuck you." No, that's dumb. (laughs) He starts running out of space in the air for no reason. He's gonna like go down at the end. Over. but, But then when he finishes writing it out, the demon is thrust against the wall and dies. So yes, in his based on a true story biopic. Mark Taylor just beat up a demon. That's what the college signed its name to. All right. Well, after all that demon fight and excitement, I guess we're going to need a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will this movie ever acknowledge awareness that it's just exploiting a man's mental illness? Will it manage to even remain a movie through the closing credits? Will this or any other movie Liberty University ever produce turn a profit? No on all three. So stick around for the (laughs) rot gut conclusion of the Trump prophecy. Hi, I'm President Donald Trump, star of this movie. Sir, I thought we were very clear that we were not going to lend you. Be in the movie. Mm -hmm. That's right. Princess Tiana over here was worried it would make me look bad and, quote, lend legitimacy to a mentally ill person who won't stop predicting the death and arrest of my political opponents, end quote. So so you do remember it. But I'm here to talk about the thing that the nation is most concerned about when it comes to my administration. Hair loss. Nope. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. I wasn't one of them, but what are you going to do? Thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep your hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Unless you're tearing it out in clumps while screaming. (laughs) Pretty sure that's just you, TIE fighter. That's why we recommend 4hims.com. HIMS connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat your hair loss. They also have well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Don't take this the wrong way, Mr. President, but given your history, is this some kind of scam or... Somehow a Nazi. Are you, are you sure it's not for Himmlers.com? Or oh, I'm sure, tie-dye. I checked. 
For Hims has prescription solutions backed by science, whatever that means. Plus, products are shipped directly to your door. Yeah, about that, sir. There are a lot of people who work here, so you know maybe you specifically shouldn't just have order now. Pill. My listeners get a trial month of Four Hims for just five dollars today, right now while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to fourhims dot com slash gam. That's f o r h i m s dot com slash gam. Well, that's much better than you usually do in spelling, sir. It is indeed fourhims dot com slash gam. Oh, I gotta say, Mr. President, that's the first time in a while that you've. Just- I just tweeted Heil Hitler. There it is. Hey, dude, what's what's the matter? Oh, hey, man, I'm just. Just having a rough time with the excellent education that we're getting here at Liberty University. Oh, sorry to hear that. Uh, how so? Well, you know the documentary I'm making for Professor David Barton? Yeah. Well, I worked on it all afternoon and it's still only 30 minutes long. That's crazy. I'm making a movie for my film class with, uh, you know, Professor Kirk Cameron, mm-hmm. and it's only 45 minutes long. Wait a second, dude. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Kill ourselves for being gay. Yes. Wait. What? Sorry. What did Um, you say? I said combine our movies. Yeah. That's what I said too. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Her Cameron's hot. (laughs) And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our hero, he just beat up a demon And now it's time for the doctor's wife to really get serious about putting his PTSD waking dreams into action. But to do that, she's going to need her son's help. And her son's a fucking con man. Well, he's certainly being played as one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, but she calls him and she's like, honey, the voices in my head told me that you were going to help me with these crazy journals. What do you got? Oh, my mom does the Jewish version of this. I get it. <laughs> right. But I guess her son's like a, a pastor or something doing like a big pastor conference. Is that what we're supposed to be something, I guess, getting yeah. from this? So he's he's like, all right, so here's the plan. I want you to go to Second Chronicles 714 in your Bible and read that back to me. And it's just like, all right, well, you obviously know what it says. Just fucking finish your thought. That's yes. obnoxious. <laughs> read it back to me. Fuck you. But the point is, like, apparently the message that you take from that passage is you should start a prayer chain. Yes, yeah. right. They need some balls to the wall praying. Yeah, well, but not just people sitting in their homes praying. Oh, no, that won't do. We need to get modern technology together and do daily conference call prayers. Conference call. <laughs> Look, I spend a lot of time on conference calls. I know how that's going to go. Hey, this is Tyler. Uh, this is Alan. Hey, Alan, how's it going? Good. No, this is Dave. No, uh, uh, sorry, what? Dave, he, he was talking to me. I'm sorry, who's who's me? Oh, sorry, uh, this is Tyler. And Alan, Dave. Okay, so, okay, why, don't great. We, so why don't we... No, you go ahead. You, 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 go, go. you go. You guys... Okay. No, you go. Dear Lord. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord so, Jesus. So, oh, so, sorry. Thought you were talking to me? Nope. I was, I was, this is going to take forever. Dear Lord Jesus.
Why it, can't it just work like a normal phone? Or like a conversation <laughs> would be great. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and also, okay, and this is going to be something of a theme of the next 10 minutes of this movie. Theme this, of the next, sorry, you you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but the, he's like. Our father. Sorry, mom, no, okay. And the son is like, mom, don't forget, I don't like Trump very much. And she's like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's the best moment. <laughs> just like, quick thing, mom. Um, Donald Trump's a monster. So there's that. And she's just like. Yes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Yes. So then we get the scene where she goes in and she starts like she does the the Cartman breaking my balls thing, trying to get preachers to join (laughs) her prayer circle. (laughs) Right. And and, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, how are they not making fun of themselves? Right. Because she's calling. She's like, hey, Pastor Bob, would you like to start a prayer chain for Trump? Pastor Bob. Hello. Hello. Um, and again all of this is the movie's way of being like I mean a lot of people said that we were just obviously sacrificing you know two generations of what we claim to be our ideals but some of them didn't but seen (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) she also calls I think her other son who was playing basketball right yeah. He's like, I need you to pray for Donald Trump with your prayer group at your college. And he's like, all right, mom, is this because you read another prophecy from another PTSD patient? From dad, <laughs> he's like, it's not the point. I no, need to no. just what I first thing I said, just do the thing. Also, Be mom, when you found that picture of me on my knees surrounded by dudes at college, that it's not my prayer group. I need you to stop <laughs> calling it that. <laughs> You're messing up my Google SEO. So... <laughs> Yeah, but finally she does find one old lady, Billy, and she's like, hey, you want to be in on my prayer chain? And she's like, for who? And she's like, for Donald Trump. And she's like, okay. Uh, But something I need to tell you about Donald Trump. Right. He grabbed my vagina. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's a prayer chain. That sounds fun. Well, yeah. and again, the point of this montage is it must be a prophecy because they didn't even like Donald Trump. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, exactly. The the whole point of this is that they didn't think it was the right thing to do and it went against their moral judgment, but hey, when God tells you to do something. You know how God told Abraham to murder his son with a knife? Yeah, Donald Trump's like that. Trump's the <laughs> stabbing your son with a knife of politicians, but, you know, if we pass this test, God will be super proud. Yeah. Or, or we stabbed the entire country in the face and killed it it's one or the other it's one or the other (laughs) certainly one or the other could could be good all right and now okay so i know you've been really concerned about the storyline regarding mark taylor's boat oh thank god we're gonna wrap this up i've just all my notes for every scene (laughs) what's happening with the boat well is he gonna sell the boat we're not we're not wrapping it up yet we're just moving it along he puts the for sale sign on it okay Good. And then Good. we get that insane fucking scene. This is the point in the movie where I'm like, okay, this movie is indistinguishable from the movie that we would make to make fun of these people, except ours would be shorter, right? Because this is where we get the scene of insane <laughs> prayer chain lady on the plane doing her prayer in the bathroom. Yeah, I call this white privilege, the scene. Yes. Um, excuse me, oh. stewardess. I have to go talk to God. I'm going to go inside the bathroom, even though I'm not supposed to. Don't come in no matter what you hear. 
I'll be screaming the Lord's name. Yeah. So much white privilege. Ma'am, you, you have to sit down. You're not, we, we're about to take off. You cannot do that. We're not going to take it. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this woman is doing whatever the fuck she wants with no consequence. Like an Asian doctor gets dragged off right past her. <laughs> Guys, are just like, oh, we don't have time for this. Just let her take a shit or whatever she's doing in there. <laughs> Rifra screaming prayers at the top of her lungs. And that's the thing. Like we have this whole scene where the whole plane is laughing at her because they hear her screaming her Trump prayers. And this is a scene, I guess, for this woman where she's like, yeah, they thought I was stupid then. Okay. If there's a Muslim guy in that bathroom asking Allah for help with a difficult shit, this plane gets nuked by right? a drone. They right don't fly this plane over Pennsylvania and shoot it the fuck down. This is <laughs> We flew India Air to London, and every time someone sneezed, me and Heath just tackled them. It was <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> so, heat seeking missile, exactly. <laughs> All right, so now we're at Prayer Chain Lady's office where she gets a very exciting Prayer Chain phone call of some sort. Uh-oh. Yeah. I thought it was going to be about getting her facelift reversed, but no, no. <laughs> Oh, I like her facelift. She's an attractive older woman, Mrs. Colbert. Anyway, but yeah, she, she's she's on the phone and she's like, she's talking about like, yeah, I was all about Ted Cruz too. But then a uh, a delusional fireman with <laughs> severe PTSD showed me his diary. Um, and I read that. I said, Netanyahu in my head with this super cool rhythm. So uh, <laughs> Donald Trump's chosen by God. Uh, yeah, I, I want a national campaign based on what I just said. Yeah. Yep. That's the new plot of this movie. I am now the protagonist, by the way. I've he, taken over. Really? Yeah. It's like she got into a fight with Mark Taylor over who got the most script pages. This is also where she presents her husband with the shofar idea. <laughs> yeah. The way they talk about a shofar is fantastic. She's like, honey, do you know what a shofar is? Jew horn. All right. Um, yes. just, you didn't feel... Racist when you said it like that? Just I want you to just here, do me a favor. Say the word Jewish. Just say it normal. Just say Jewish. Jewish. Normal. Uh, no. Jewish. No. Don't spit so, it. One more time. Don't spit it. Jewish. No. So <laughs> regular. Jewish. This is Jewish. us. What if I whisper it? <laughs> <laughs> and also, so this is a whole montage of shots of her getting her national movement going or whatever. And it ends with a scene of her sitting alone in an office saying to herself. Man, I'm doing really well at this. <laughs> yep. And we learned that she's using the entire doctor's office for this stupid fucking campaign now. Yeah. Like, the like they're like taking phone calls and everything. And like she she's taking staff away from killing, you know, cancer patients with Bible <laughs> cures that don't work. So that's good. But she's helping the Trump campaign. It's like. Fucking ah. Sophie's choice here. Like, it's tricky. Which is, this is like a semester long ethics course right here. <laughs> All right. So now we cut back to Mark Taylor. He's watching Trump get his ass handed to him in the primary debate, right? Yeah. The Jews' papers were sure Trump was going to lose. Oh, God. And, and by the way, <laughs> yeah. they can't afford to spin the newspapers in like in Batman or whatever. <laughs> so they just have somebody stacking them up one after the other. Yep. Nor could they afford to write a fake article like any movie we ever see that tries to show a newspaper. They, ha they have <laughs> fake articles and the details were amazing. They put effort into a couple things. Um, 
the authors of the fake articles in the fake newspapers were Dwight Halpert, uh, Jimothy Henson, and Bart Sampson. Really? (laughs) And the photos were by John Google and Cameron Lenz. Oh, that's clever. (laughs) And everything was in Latin. Was it really? (laughs) Everything was in Latin for no reason. They they had time to write Latin in, but they couldn't write English in. Yeah, that's well, Laura Mipsum already comes in Latin. Yeah, so that's because you know someone was like, you know, Laura Mipsum, and he was like, got it. Latin. Uh, <laughs> Laura, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah. Laura Mipsum. It was like just weird phrases in Latin that they like took a bunch of time to put. It, it made <laughs> no sense. Get the rights to Laura Mipsum. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have this amazing moment where, like, prayer chain lady, she goes like, "But wait," she turns to her husband, she goes, "But wait." What if I'm wrong? And I'm like, you are. That is not a counterfactual. <laughs> we don't talk about what if I'm wrong. That Honey, fucks up our plan. I sell a biblical cure for cancer. We do not worry about <laughs> we what if we're so wrong. We are so far beyond family. what if I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Pascal would pray for all the candidates. Yes. So I guess maybe and just all the cancer cures. Take everything. Yeah, and then we we have this little scene where he prayer chain lady and Mark meet up, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm exercising and stuff now instead of sleeping all day because God is healing me now." Your voice sounds great. Yeah. Your voice sounds great. <laughs> I hear you're doing super well and not a mentally ill piece of shit who's like saying Hillary Clinton fucks babies and that secret underground ninjas are gonna attack people. You just just a great guy with a great voice. Yeah, clarity. <laughs> And then we finally get the scene where he sells the boat. Now, I assumed that at the end of this, his book was going to sell real well and he was going to buy back his boat or something. But no, this is the last we see of the boat. (laughs) And he's so trying to create a moment with the guy he's selling the boat to. He's like, a lot of memories with this, a lot of memories. And the guy's like, okay, just just buying a boat, man. Please, uh... <laughs> Lots of memories me. in this tackle box. I don't even want the box. I don't nope. want... Just give me the boat. So many memories. Walking away, man. I'm walking away. <laughs> All right. Um, you said we should hang out sometime, so I will be waiting by the phone for your call. <laughs> See, I will not leave. leave to go to the bathroom. Ask me <laughs> if, uh, if, uh, if I can uh, have this sweet fish hat with the hook on it. Ask me. <laughs> Ask me if you can have it. Can I have the no. sweet hat? <laughs> not have seen like he had to mercy kill his dog. All right. So now we're on a prayer call again, except this time she brought a Jew for Jesus, Mike Pence style, to explain how the shofar works. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> all right. So I'm here to explain to all of you <laughs> the symbolism of the shofar. yeah and then we get okay so the thing about blowing a shofar is that it sounds like a castrated vuvuzela or whatever so they have to play real music over it and then well we see a bunch of people not (laughs) playing the show people are just deep throating the ram's horn people are putting it in their ear and pouring water in the other ear (laughs) oh so many people are visibly hurting themselves yes. trying to blow this thing. It's the best. Like every shot looks like it gets cut half a second before somebody chokes or passes out. Just like. <laughs> 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 
And okay, the most amazing thing about this, they go Brady Bunch style, right? They they like it starts off as a series of people playing shofars, but then they like start to like collage it out, except they don't have anywhere near enough pictures to make the big collage they had in mind. No, fat guy in a green shirt is on there like five times. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Every so it's picture. the lady who's eating her own hair. Yes. And they kept it. <laughs> yes. She's like, pff, 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 pff. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> I love that so much. And by the way, that was the largest section of the credits was credit to all the people blowing the shofars. And they had a lot more credits than they had people blowing shofars. So I can only imagine how bad the other folks did. Yeah, they did have one little girl who was clearly a trumpet player, though, and she had like legit embouchure and she was doing it. All right, then. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Jamming out on So What. It was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so now it's election night 2016, and the doc and his prayer chain wife are watching the results on CBN. <laughs> oh. The lady on CBN, she's like, it's a tight race, but Hillary's winning. Clearly not enough shofar prayers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If Hillary Clinton had won, Mark Taylor would have gotten mental health care. Right? <laughs> Just yet <sighs> another reason you should have fucking voted for Hillary. Oh, we also get we also get P-robes. P-robes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We get Pat Robertson, and it's the best. He's trying to name a list of swing states. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. So slowly, he's trying to get through them as fast as he can, but, you know, for his water clock face full of honey flips forward and he dies. <laughs> but he's so goddamn slow. He's like the guy in the crosswalk of talking on TV. <laughs> really There's uh, Pennsylvania. That's always tricky. Not where vampires live. That was on me. <laughs> And this is where his wife goes into the other room to say a prayer. She says, Lord, I don't really understand this. I just wrote in my notes. She could honestly mean anything. The cup she's holding, the nail. <laughs> I believe that she doesn't understand a miraculous amount of things. Sudokus are difficult. Is, <laughs> I keep wanting to is add, it each of the numbers no sideways? Adding. I don't get this. So, and then, but, so, but Mark goes to bed early, right? He can't watch... The, the election results. So they go to bed not knowing if Trump won. So the next morning, his wife turns on the TV and it's P-Robe celebrating Trump's win. Uh, she <laughs> runs in to give Mark the uh, good news. And we, we hear Trump saying that part about binding up the wounds of division. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was just like, oh, he's going to call Nazis very fine people like so quickly. Yep. After he says that. Yep. <sighs> this is where the movie was not fun. Now, don't worry. The movie is about to get super duper fun. <laughs> but all my notes at this point are just I want to beat the shit out of everyone involved with this movie. Like the extras, <laughs> the best boy, the kids who didn't want to be everyone. <laughs> yep. Trump's won. And Mark Taylor jumps out of bed and he's like, my diary is magical. This is great. Let me let me just write something else in it. Because now I know I have the magical powers. I will stop seeing demons <laughs> and the demon on the ceiling gives him a thumbs up yeah. he's like good stuff Rob good stuff and now see the circle I'm making with my fingers WP right WP white power my brother killed a dog 
All right, so then she sees a video of people in Israel blowing shofars to celebrate Trump, and she's like, hey, that was my idea. The Jews stole blowing shofars from me. That's fucking By the way, unrelated, but uh, the the group of Orthodox right-wing Jews that did that immediately got mobbed by a giant group of left-wing Jews who told them to stop it and shut the fuck up. (laughs) So if you ever get a chance to watch that full clip, yes, it's amazing. A bunch of liberal Jews are like, (laughs) cut it out, you assholes. (laughs) Hillary got like 75% of the Jewish vote. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, Ryan. Yeah. Well, they didn't know about Pittsburgh yet, though. So, okay. And then we get the the final actual shot of the movie here. There are still like 30 minutes left in this movie. But the actual final shot is Mark trying to write more prophecies now that he knows for sure that he's magical. (laughs) Yep. And it's, it's like... Him trying to, like, again, experiment with his powers, and obviously they're not working, and it's the best. He's, like, having trouble, right? He's just like, Israel. Israel and America. Uh, I will have seven grilled cheese sandwiches. Einhorn, Finkel, Finkel, and Einhorn. I need to burn another kid to death. This isn't working. (laughs) We should point out, as people who report Whenever Mark Taylor sneezes loud enough, he has continued to produce prophecies like people fighting literal underground ninjas. Yep. And stuff like that. So, like, it's not like that was the one prophecy he made. If you ever want to hear what other work he's done, just tune into The Scathing Atheist yeah. available on iTunes. Stick around long enough. Or stick around to the end of this episode, either or. And then, okay, and then that ends, right? The movie is now over, but again, it'll keep going because now we're going to get a, I shit you not, four and a half minute bald eagle jizz fest of Colbert intro proportions. Oh my, a bald eagle picks up a baby and drops it in a cage. It's the best. (laughs) Just people with MAGA hats jerking off onto AR-15s. It's fantastic. And the song that's going on, it's painfully literal about its jingoism. Like the first verse's precept seems to be World War II was awesome. (laughs) Great, right? That was fun. Also, like me and Anna occasionally parody the songs from movies that we watch. And so I tried to find this song. It is nowhere. Like the author shot himself and then (laughs) destroyed his face on all the statues. He burned himself out of all the pictures. (laughs) This song is nowhere except in this movie. Yeah. So then we have a bunch of, um, I don't know, people holding pictures of their, their loved ones that were in the war and are dead now Mm. or something. Yeah, you know who didn't die in a war? Uh, Donald Trump, well, because he go. never went to war. He was the weird because he's from that generation. A whole bunch of people went to Vietnam at that yeah, point. No, uh, I don't know, fucking crazy. Um, and then they show a bunch of shots of heroes, and of course, this includes firefighters. Or Mark Taylor is going to fucking walk, right? And anyway, yeah. So this goes on for four and a half minutes, and we're all going like, man, there's twenty minutes left in this movie. What's what's going on here? And then, okay. From here you guys on gonna out. going to do another verse on that song? Yep, they oh, are. going to do another verse on that song. Yeah. Is it over now? Uh, no, no, bridge. We didn't know we were going to do another bridge. <laughs> cool. All right. The bridge is over now. It's over. Right. One note, uh, key change. We're going to modulate up a step. 
One more verse. Forever. Can you bridge back down into the original? <laughs> and from here on, this movie will exist in a quantum super state of both over and not over. It's a documentary. It's just, or, the, you know, it gets 20 minutes of talking heads drawn from a who's who of scathing atheist mentions. Uh, Anna just kept turning to me and going, are you sure this is still the movie? <laughs> to the point that I literally like paused it and was like, see, we're still on Amazon. Still on Amazon. Still the movie. I was just like, all right, well, the movie's over. Not watching this anymore. This does not count. Whatever the fuck the next 40 minutes are. Uh, I'll listen to the audio while I make a beautiful pork tenderloin that I just found in the fridge. Hell Perfect. Yeah. Um, and okay, so they're going through. It's a series of different people. One of them is Lance Wall now, right? Yeah. And I love that under his name, under his little credentials or whatever, it says, uh, author and international speaker. And I love that my bullshit resume is the same as Lance Walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> also, that guy that, that they just had as small business owner. I could do that one, too. Oh, my God. And I could not find that guy for the life of me. The one they introduced, I was like, OK, let me Google him. Maybe he owns. Nope. He's just like a local pizza parlor. And his name's like Dave Smith or something. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Lance Wall now is here to let us know that if you look at the Bible, it, it says our people. So, like, who gives a shit what the Jews think? Am I right? Yep. Yes. That No, that is very clearly the message, right? Okay, so the first question they're they're tackling, they're, they're going back to that Second Chronicles 714 thinking and saying, like, hey, look, man, Trump is the president of the Christian people, not yeah. the rest of the people. We all want to know how God's going to fuck up the heathens, but just let it happen. Whatever he's going to do, <laughs> you just focus in on Donald Trump, our savior. And then, of course, we get David Barton. Okay, so they move away from the Second Chronicles portion of this. And now they're moving on to the, the founding fathers love the fuck out of Jesus portion of the argument. So, of course... The very next person to show up is David goddamn Barton. <laughs> yeah, uh, to tell us about the National Day of Prayer and Humiliation. What? That was the other guy. That was that was the the guy after him. That was the guy with the the teeth. The guy who looked like. Oh, you're right. It is. Yeah. yeah. Gap, well, without the teeth, the guy with the big the guy hole. Looks like where... Saul from Ocean's movies. What's his yeah, name? Exactly. Carl He's Reiner. there to tell us about prayer and humiliation. He means humility, right? I'm pretty sure he meant humility. <laughs> no, and by the way, by the way, like, let's not glaze over this. The fucking movie about how God wanted Donald Trump to be president includes a guy talking about how important it is for leadership to be humble. I folded <laughs> in on myself at this point in the movie. And then fucking Michelle fucking Bachman shows up. Yeah! Again, this is how people who are on This Is Your Life feel. Like, I, my fourth grade English teacher could have walked through the door and I would have been less excited than when Michelle Bachman appeared on screen to stare up and to the left. Yes! <laughs> and then we get David Barton back for a second and he explains how John Hancock said, if you're going to pray, you need to also, like, do a real thing. 
And David Barton doesn't realize that that's John Hancock saying prayer is fucking stupid and nothing. You also need to do thing plus the nothing if you want to do something. And so now all our talking heads are going to opine on what it means to make America great again. The first is that that weird army guy. He says, like, I think we've strayed from the Constitution. I'm like, yeah, right. No, black people count as five fifths now. It's rough on you. I get it. Yes, it's a. I mean, to be fair, I do think quite a bit more about my freedoms now that Trump is president. But it, it, it's because he's taking them away. I yeah, think it's not a concern. You know, the baby is now much more aware of the candy. <laughs> at this point, I thought I was listening to like Walter Sobchak out of nowhere. Like this guy's little speech is almost indistinguishable from Walter from Lebowski. Like. Except this guy's real and not a scripted piece of satire. Yeah. Like, he could be reading random phrases from Walter and it's the same. Just like, please, dear, basic freedoms. Yes. Say what you will about the tenets of Nazism. <laughs> at least it's an ethos. Well, it's funny because so David Barton shows back up at this point to, to chime in. And I wrote in my notes in anticipation of him making his point. David Barton thinks. And then I realized that I had those three words together and I just erased them. Yeah, <laughs> David, David Barton is like, look, the Declaration of Independence says three things. Well, five number things. one. Yeah, there are five things. Number one, there is a God. Are you sure about that? Number two, I get the first shot at the toppings bar. <laughs> <laughs> number three, <laughs> fuck you, Dave. Dave, line cutter. <laughs> Yes, it was a fascinating window into David Barton's brain when he started explaining the five things that the goddamn Declaration of Independence tells us. That was nuts. Yeah, so number one was God exists. Number two, God gives us rights. Number three, the first first two things are made of magic, so we have a government. Wait, fuck. Uh, (laughs) Have you seen my triangle hat that I have behind me? Uh, I'm a historian. Fuck. Okay. Uh, number four, there's a fixed moral law. Number five, the majority gets to fix the moral law. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Uh, start my list over. All right. Number five. But let's, again, number five on his list is that the majority should win. Again, this is a pro Trump movie. <laughs> About how it should, yeah. Oh, also, by the way, a retired NBA player would like to opine on constitutional law as well. Al Wood. Al Wood is a ridiculous looking human being. His head looks like what's a moon right before it's full? It's a waxing gibbous. Yeah, perfect. That is a perfect word for his (laughs) head, too. Yeah, no, and he's perfect for this moment in this Movie still? Whatever this is at the end of this movie. <laughs> we're watching yeah. now. Al, Al Wood's a retired athlete and uh, end of resume. And, <laughs> yeah, and he's in this <laughs> movie. And that's perfect. Because at this point, I was like, hey, can we get a retired athlete to explain political science to me, please? <laughs> yes. Oh, you got Al Wood. Great. Step ahead of me, movie. Awesome. Perfect. All right. And so now the argument has something to do with how God wants America to have the best economy in the world. Oh, my God. The guy who tries to do the rising tides raise all ships metaphor, but messes it up. He's like, the economy is a tide that comes in and sweeps all the boats out to sea. Wait, <laughs> nope. But it, the sea is higher. Uh, 
and they rot. They get a raise. I feel like you, America, it, the tide lifts all boats, but then we put a tariff on tides and a fucking subsidy on anchor. You know, I feel like in a post-Paris Accord world, we shouldn't use the rising tide as a metaphor for the American economy. <laughs> Throwing it out there. This is also where Michelle Bachman is trying to explain that, like, anytime something bad happens, who is the first on the scene? America. Sometimes we're there before. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. That's why greed is good. I wanted her to get pushed off. They say, hey, let me do the rest of the speech. Let me do the rest of the speech. <laughs> yeah, but also the, like, the argument they're making here is we keep way more money than any other country. Ergo, our economy lifts all boats. I'm like, show me on the blackboard how you got there. Right? Isn't that <laughs> the opposite of what you mean? Oh, But don't worry, Michelle Bachman doesn't think we should have to apologize for having so much money. Uh, and I made the mistake of looking back at the screen during my cooking at this point to see Michelle Bachman staring at me. And I was terrified. <laughs> that is a she's like a basilisk with lipstick. Like you don't want to look. <laughs> well, luckily, though, she was staring up into the left of you. That's why she does that, by the way, because she will turn you to stone. Yeah. Um. OK, so now we have to talk for a moment about the importance of our military being fucking huge. Oh, my God. The guy who's the Gringotts goblin. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> this guy is trying so hard not to say concentration camp. Every he's so slow. He's so care. It's like me being coached slowly by Andrew. He's like, OK, so besides being the world police nailed it. The second best thing about us is our religion. Yeah. Which is Christian. Is that, is, now, is, is he the guy who starts saying, like, well, think about it. If it wasn't for Americans, who'd fight the pirates? Yes! What the fuck are you talking about, dude? He later appears in this montage for a second and a half to be like, you know what else America does? Beats up all the pirates. You're welcome. <laughs> Remember when Obama pulled out of Iraq? Jack Sparrow had a fucking field day. <laughs> what? what are you talking oh. about? There's also this amazing moment where the guy, the guy who looks like uh, Anderson Cooper wearing a Leslie Nielsen mask <laughs> is trying to explain the relationship between the dollar and the other economies in the world. And I just wrote, I would love to hear what this guy thinks the relationship between the dollar and other economies is, preferably when Heath is tied to a chair. Forced to <laughs> also, uh, we got that lesson about the uh, the dollar and what that means from um, giant gap tooth. I yeah. guess I don't have any yeah. other ways to describe that man. And I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah. Explain what strong dollar means. Say anything, anything at all. Dollar gap can, tooth. Yeah. Can just, he just whistles. Um, <laughs> so and also there's that the Walter Sobchak comes back on and he's like, yeah, look, America's military is the only one that can stand up to the world's bullies like Putin and Kim Jong-un and an Erdogan and MBS and Duterte. This list isn't helping, is it? Shit. <laughs> Leave out the this list. This is also, he's the one who shits on the socialist countries. Yes. <laughs> where he says, you know, they, they don't have a big enough military. They don't even have a constabulary force. What? They don't have police and Are socialist you sure about that? Is that? That guy is insane. He keeps showing up for like five seconds 
just to like win the crazy contest. <laughs> and time. that's super competitive in this weird end of a movie that's not a movie. He just like pops in and he's like, space pirates, mic drop. <laughs> he literally ends this little moment where he goes, these, these socialist countries have all these social programs. Socialist. Ah, yes. that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Guns. And by the way, the whole thing here is just like America's the world police. When America sneezes, the world catches a cold. You know what we probably shouldn't do is put a bigoted isolationist in charge of that. Yes. Yeah, right. He Again. dropped out of economics class before he learned about the demand curve and thinks it's a one. Dem it's. Uh. But then an angel will rise to out stupid everything else in the movie where he looks directly into the camera and goes, we are literally the glue that holds the world <laughs> well, now, But look at that guy. Like, okay, he might literally be glue. Right, like there's a terrible golem accident at the 3M R&D department and they wound up with that guy. So, so I'm willing to forgive him. Normally that bothers the hell out of me. But that we guy are literally the metaphor. <laughs> Hold on. He looks, he slows down to say the word literally. We are literally the glue. Yeah. What? <laughs> Well, and then they start talking about how all the refugees in the Middle East got so excited once Trump was elected. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Also, Michelle Bachman has this amazing moment here. So she's trying to say how important Jerusalem is and that she was there for the Independence Day celebration, the like 60 year anniversary mm. or whatever it is. But she can't talk. So she goes... They were independent in 1948, and I was there for the celebration. Yeah. Well, not the, what it sounds like. I just <laughs> they have a party like every year, a multiple a multiple of 365 days beyond that day in 1948. I went to one. It was in 2015. Okay. I went. It was 67 is a big anniversary year. It's important. <laughs> Yeah, and then, okay, so this is sort of the most fucked up admission that this movie makes, that they're trying to say, like, yeah, Trump's been a great president, but they have no examples to use. So they have to spend the last 10 minutes talking about how awesome it is that our embassy will be in Jerusalem now instead of Tel Aviv. Well, and they pretend, like, the fact that we didn't have an embassy in Jerusalem meant that Israel didn't get a capital at all, yeah. like, as a country. Yeah, right. She says, like Michelle Bachman says, yeah, you know, they're the only country in the world that isn't allowed to name their own capital. Huh. What's the capital of Palestine? <laughs> 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 uh, fence? <laughs> <laughs> capital is not fence, Michelle Bachman. Punishment. <laughs> this is also where they tell us that uh, Israel's the only democracy in the Middle East, and that's why it's such a big deal. Mm -hmm. And like, ah, uh, like, does it count as democracy when like half the population can't vote? What is that? What do you call that? <laughs> Three fifths of the guy. Yeah, no, I it, not even there. Right, well, America. It, it, yeah. <laughs> um. Also, it, it, like we just have this long series of people who want to let us know that they would definitely fuck Israel. Like I wrote in my notes, like I just want anyone to love me the way Lance Wall now loves Israel. <laughs> oh, I and my notes here are just. This was a movie at one point, right? Just for clarity. <laughs> there was a movie. 
at the beginning of this. <laughs> oh, I have to point out this yeah. part, too. Because Michelle Bachman starts talking about how she was honored to do election night coverage with David Barton during the election. And she's like, and our coverage was on channels, real ones, like Daystar TV. Oh, my God. Lots of channels. So many channels. Oh. <laughs> oh. Practically all of them. And, of course, because it's not a real news station, they didn't have, like, a room full of guys counting up electoral votes. They had a room full of prayer warriors. Intercessory prayer warriors. <laughs> I want to stomp around in their prayer room like that Fox News guy who had to have the numbers explained yeah, to him. Carl no, Rove. it can't be real. Carl Rove. Yeah. No. You've been praying wrong, boys. You've been praying wrong. Some fat guy who didn't expect to be on TV. We haven't been praying wrong, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, okay, and so at this point, Michelle Bachman is talking about the importance of keeping God in the public square, and America the Beautiful literally rises up behind her as she's talking. <laughs> she says that the most important thing we can do is pray, right? Mm -hmm. And then we, we all our talking heads read us 2 Corinthians 7.14, and as they do, we see great Americana except only one of the places they can show that's great in America is a place that voted for Donald Trump. Yes, it's just like, <laughs> let's see here. The great Trump bastion of New York. Nope, L.A. San Francisco, uh, the Hoover, uh, uh, St. Louis, such Colorado, uh, Hawaii. How about a field East? somewhere? Do we have a field <laughs> yeah, somewhere? That some amber waves that grain up in this motherfucker. Technically voted for Trump. Oh. This is Wyoming. They voted for Trump three times as often as I did. <laughs> I got so mad at this part. They were just, I was just like, stop, show, don't show New York. Fuck you. How dare you? Hawaii, no, don't. Anywhere I've been needs to not be in this. <laughs> stop it. It's just Heath flipping off the drone wherever they go. Yeah. <laughs> God, they might as well close with a shot of a building at Liberty University called the Electoral College. And then, <laughs> then All right. So to close things off tonight, I wanted to take a look at a few of Mark Taylor's other yet to pass prophecies. And I want to ask you guys if you think that they have the rhythm of truth. All right. Consider this if you haven't voted yet today. So... Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Rhythm of truth or no? Likeable. Uh, likely. Likely. All right. <laughs> Obama will be charged with treason. Mm, can you say it slightly differently? Obama will be charged with treason. All right. That sounded good. Yeah, that had that the rhythm good. of the truth. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. How about this one? This is probably my favorite. Trump, can you do this one in iambic pentameter if possible? I, I can't. I've already written uh, Trump will authorize the arrest. No, can't do it. <laughs> Trump will authorize the arrest so hard of over here. thousands of. <laughs> uh, Trump will authorize the arrest of thousands of officials who are part of a massive satanic pedophile ring. It's another that he would arrest hmm. his own people. Mark Taylor prophecy. <laughs> also, and this is one we've mentioned on scathing before a couple of times. I do believe. Trump will release the already extant cure for cancer and Alzheimer's disease, which Big Pharma is hiding. Saving it for later. That's the, that's the guy that Liberty University made a movie about. And finally, this is his last prophecy, guys. This one's about today. The midterm elections in 2018 will result, according to Mark Taylor, in a, quote, 
Red Tsunami. <laughs> to be fair, when Mark Taylor said that, he did mean Michelle Bachman's first period. And okay. we don't know if that's going to take place. Well, now that has the rhythm of truth. All right. <laughs> that's going to do it for our review of the Trump prophecy. But it's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to coax you back next week. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. The killing of Satan. What? Oh, oh a, I'm so looking forward to this one. This was so fucking crazy looking. Yeah, this is a Filipino exploitation film about a young man who goes and defeats Satan with his karate and laser power. <laughs> I'm so happy. All right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> with karate and laser powers to look forward to. We're going to bring episode 168 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist Citation Needed and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Michelle Bachman went on to stare at a goat for the CIA until it exploded. <laughs> you voted today. Fuck, if I find out. Or maybe you didn't. Eli, should have voted. <laughs> vote today. Please vote. Correctly. Oh, yeah, correctly. That matters. All right, get ready for a fucking crazy one, Morgan. Just holy go, shit. Morgan. You're not going to believe us that this movie exists. Jesus fucking Christ. Here we go. <clears throat> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.